Mum and Dad, I want you in the middle in front of the tree. And Jay, you can go next to Dad. I would take the photos, but Ned, you're the pro. Except we're all going to keep our clothes on, OK? <laughs> <laughs> Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbours. CJ, Kate Let's get the neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast and we discuss episodes of the Aussie soap opera Neighbours that have just aired on Australian television and we are, well, I'm in Melbourne's Pirate Net Studios. I'm Vaya, and we have used the Hive back in business. They've connected us in the ether. Finally got the, the NBN connected. <laughs> Ned let the NBN guy in finally. And we have decided, I guess for the final podcast of 2020, what better way to see out this year than to do one more lockdown pod for old time's sake. And I have Kate, you just heard. Kate is connecting at the Anglesey Backpackers. Hello. Hi, everybody. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and happy new year in the future. We also have CJ, who's just firing up the Puffy's piss engine to make the generator connect her. We'll get her in a second. And we have a guest. We haven't had a guest in a while, but we have an esteemed member of the Neighbours Council, our Facebook group. A member? Mayor of the Neighbours Council? Of course. Forgive me, Mayor. Please. Your Honour. Olivia Sharp. Hello. Hello. Olivia not only is the star of our Neighbours Council, an important member of our community, but you may have also seen her on Netflix. Excuse me. Oh, my God. (laughs) The biggest name we've had on the show ever. On Love on the Spectrum. How's your Netflix fame treating you, Olivia? It has been going incredible. My uh, my my Twitter and my uh, the people who recognise me have gone through the roof. Uh, My theatre has now gone through the roof as well because we're all now famous as well. And that uh, led to me getting a role in a TV show, new children's show coming up on the ABC, which airs next month. Oh, awesome. Can you say what it's called? I'm not sure. I'm not sh- <laughs> Because they've, they've started promoting it, but I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say it, so it's weird. Is it on ABC Kids or ABC Me? ABC Me. So it's for um, uh. 10 to 14-year-olds. Well, we'll share it in the Neighbours Council once it's all out there. That's fantastic. And you're with Options Theatre Company? Yes, a disability theatre company, yes. In New South Wales? Yes, how have they been able to work on productions during pandemic times? So we went for as long as we could before we got shut down. The, the people kept dropping, obviously, because we have lots of people with disabilities. That means their um, their immune systems are very vulnerable. We had to put in a social distancing me- measures, obviously. So we had crosses on the floor when we danced, so we all near each other. Stay in one room when we're eating it was awful. <laughs> um, and there's like thirty of us in one room. To keep everyone safe, that's a nightmare. But um, when we got shut down, we had to do it over Zoom, and so our, our teachers would do throughout the week. They'd be filming stuff for us, and they collaborated into three lessons. That means the morning one in the morning, and then go for break, and then middle session, and then afternoon. And so it was like a normal day uh, at theatre, except online. And are there any plays that you can put on that people can see? Uh, so all our all shows got cancelled this year, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but we have started working on a show just last couple of weeks, actually. They gave us the news just a couple of weeks ago that we're, got, we're working on a show now and it's going to be, we can have public into our theatre now. So we won't have to charge for, we don't have to rent out a theatre. So because we can we don't have that expense, we can have more people into the theatre and have more shows now. So we, hopefully we'll have one next year. Yeah. And we have CJ though. CJ, the hot mess mum, connecting in. 
How you going there, CJ? I'm good. Happy holidays, everyone. You too. How's the um the apartment that Carl and Izzy used to live in treating you? Oh, I'm halfway through condoing it, so you know. Mari condo. Yeah, it's it's a bit messy. <laughs> and well, neighbours council business. Sweetie, it's just business. Firstly, uh, we can't. We're not going to talk about Olivia's very important role as mayor of Neighbours Council because if you're in the council, you know. If you're not in the council, it's irrelevant to you. But she's a very helpful member. And Liv just joined. Um, obviously, that's probably Olivia Benson from SVU. Uh, listens to the podcast on the way to work, and that's heartening that there's someone that can go to work out there. Maybe a frontline worker. Hi, Liv. Thank you for saving all our lives. <laughs> and oh. We've got a bumper crop of new entrants to the Patreon, patreon.com slash neighbours pod. I'm assuming because of the Nahubs, because of our spouses that did a bonus episode, we had an influx from them. So if they need an ego boost, you can give them that credit. Um, We had Dr. Kathy, our mate, clearly just joined to hear the husbands. Susan gave herself a Christmas present on Kate's suggestion. Aww. And Lisa, and now Stuart. I have it on good authority, was a secret Santa present. Someone Aww. gifted him a Patreon sub. Oh, that's lovely. I love that. Welcome, everyone, including Dr. Kathy's out there saving lives too. We've just got frontline workers up the wazoo here at Neighbours. Well, technically speaking, Dr. Kathy is improving people's quality of life as they near the end of their life, which is also crucial. That is true. But her, um, I'm in a footy fantasy league with Dr. Kathy, and um, her name is Too Busy Saving Lives <laughs> in that. Olivia is one of our beloved patrons as well. Much appreciated, Olivia. Thank you in person. Thank you. I enjoy doing it. Can we support Options Theatre Company? Do they take donations or can we just buy tickets? Uh, they do. If you go to their website, optionstheatrecompany.org.au, there'll be a tab up the top that says Donate. And you can donate a specified amount or a custom amount, whichever one you want. Excellent. We are going to do that. And was there any other business scales? In the last pod, you shouted out to Margaret, who took the vaccine in the UK. I just wanted to say a special thank you to her again. And um, yeah. I've been thinking of her a lot lately because we've been listening to Mariah Carey <laughs> around the clock. So we've been listening to the Christmas song. But, you know, when Mariah's on, then you think of Hero. <laughs> And thank you, Margaret, and all other people that are working to save us. So you're doing business with you. Well, we've got to talk about neighbours because it's been the festive season. I assume everyone had a nice December the 25th. Well, when our delayed listeners hear this, it's months ago. But um, neighbours didn't stop. Well, neighbours stopped for one day. And we didn't know why neighbours stopped for one day. But Olivia knows why. Uh, so I've read this somewhere last year when they got the full, like when they got the all year round deal is that, um, I don't know where I read it, but they contracted for, um, a certain amount of episodes a year and there's more, more days in the year than there are episodes. So they have to skip a day, which is why there was no New Year's Eve episode last year. Ah, the leap year. Yeah. So they had to do two because yeah, more days this year. So they have to have two days off rather than one day last year. Now, Olivia, you're a touch younger than us here at Neighbours Pod HQ. How did you find Neighbours? How did it come into your life? Uh, well, it's always been a part of my life, so to speak. I don't know really what, when I started watching it because I guess you could say because of The Simpsons because my uncle got me into The Simpsons and the regular broadcasting schedule for about 20 years was on Channel 10 in Australia was Simpsons and then Neighbours. So I'd watch dinner while watching Simpsons and then just continue to watch Neighbours. But I think my mum watched it at some point and so I was watching it with her. So it's a bit mixed of both. 
And who, did you have characters that resonated with you? Do you have favourite? Who were your favourites? So I've dropped in and out. So I had a big, I think I turned 18 and I dropped out of watching it because I ended up being more online. But then I've come back in the last couple of years and I haven't stopped since since Amy started, Paul's daughter. But um, my favourite characters have always been Zeke and Serena. I'm not sure why. I was just very attached to these characters. I was going to name, I was going to name my future son after Zeke, actually. Ooh. Zeke doesn't get a lot of airtime on this pod. I have a vivid memory of one day in my dark past as a Neighbours Extra. I was on set one day when Zeke and Rachel had a scene together. They were all having breakfast, I think them and Susan. And Caitlin Stacey had this line where she said, oh, come on, Ezekiel, you don't want to be a freaky all your life. (laughs) And it was so cringe and you could tell she hated saying it. But and she had to do it about four or five times. And <laughs> now that's all I ever hear now when you, people say Zeke is, you don't want to be a freaky all, all your life. Also, Rob Rob, because uh, I was around in that time. Which, uh, that was my era. So that's why I was so excited when he came back last year. Always a good villain. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember the plane crash storyline very well. And I remember uh, his time on the show. One of my favourite times. Well, how did you take the death of the bishops then? I was very sad about that because that was their way of um, leaving the door open, apparently, was killing them off in a plane crash. <laughs> what? <laughs> but Bass Strait has amazing healing powers, I think you could say. Like Dee and Harold both went into it and both came out okay. <laughs> Maybe it's like a salt water thing. Actually, we do get a better return from Bass Strait than Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The planes don't go that readily. I saw a tweet by one of the uh, I mean, writers or producers, whatever, that the, there was a script written for the bishop's return but never f- came to fruition. Stop. No way. Yes. Actually, and your other neighbour's connection, Olivia, I remember, is that their narrator of Love on the Spectrum is Satch, <laughs> Brooke Satchwell. Yes. We didn't know that until after when it aired. So, okay, we've got to talk about neighbours. Now, we're going to discuss the episodes from... The lead up to Christmas Eve, December 22, Yes, December 21 onwards. We need to start with Hendrix's big problem. And it's really fun, <laughs> I find anyway. He's in a pickle. He's suddenly in the red financially, living at the Kennedys, and he's not good at the penny pinching yet like Dr. Carl. And he just wants to pay his way. Luckily enough, Jay can count cards. So suddenly they are hosting a blackjack tournament in the Brendan. And it was all going fine until Hendrix got a taste, taste of blood. Like he got too big for his boots and then he couldn't step down. Now, last week, Kate and Vaya, you both mentioned that it was only like a $300 game or something. And it has escalated to a $10,000 debt. I mean, it's, it wasn't a great idea for Hendrix to mention that his dad's a billionaire. That, that does raise the stakes some, somewhat. Give me the card. <laughs> Bust. You're out. House wins. This game just got a little smaller. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Can I borrow from the house? Give me a chance to win it back. I don't make a habit of lending to losers. I own this place, remember? I'm good for it. Yeah, house isn't cash in your hand. Well, neither is racehorses or yachts, but my dad keeps buying both, doesn't he? Peace, Grayson. You can look him up later. Um, I had to watch that scene twice because, firstly, I struggle with the whole counting of cards at the best of times. But secondly, I didn't understand how it all went south. I didn't understand the cutting of the deck and then the adding of the new deck. Oh, okay. So when you're counting cards, well, you know from what's in a deck of cards, right? And if they're using the one same deck, you know how many have gone from the, um, the deck already and approximately what's left. But if he brings a new deck in, 
it's a whole new game again. You've lost all those numbers that you've already added up before. It's the way that they try and circumvent card counting. Don't be stupid enough to do that. Oh, stupid people are fine. It's the smart yes. ones you've got to worry about. Just figured it was too hard to do. Well, four packs in the shuffle should make it impossible. Got to keep it fair. Got to keep it fair. And then it looked like he loaded them all into the Uno Slammer at one point. <laughs> <laughs> that black contraption. <laughs> um, but he didn't convey that to Hendrix very effectively. He's just like, I can't do it anymore. And Hendrix is like, too bad, I've got this. It's like, Hendrix, you are only winning because you were cheating. And then suddenly $10,000 in the hole. Just how gambling works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, because, um, what's his name? Kane told him to cover up all the clocks and it worked on Hendrix. He fell for it. What was that? Why did they cover up the clocks? What? Well, in casinos, they don't show the clocks, so the people lose track of time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Sorry. Well, we always called it the brand den, right? <laughs> and there's no natural light. Yes. I did enjoy the dimmed lighting we had that episode too. I, I just don't understand. How many times are we going to have this storyline of somebody owing money to the local dodgy guy? <sighs> and there's always a connection to the cops as well. Like, oh, yeah. It's always somebody's either dating as or a family member of the local cop too. Also, there's currently two characters that owe money to Shonks. Yeah, Hendrix is now 10000 in the red to Kane, who's um, Ned's fight club friend. And then you've also got um, Nicolette, who owes, what, twenty five dollars or $50,000 to Ricky Ricardo, oh, who wants to, her to pay back in kind. He just wants her to warm up his bed. So I think she should go and fart in it. <laughs> The Dutch oven solution. <laughs> we warm. CJ, I'm astounded because you hate when we talk about bums and then you just cut sick. I did. <laughs> oh, then I found it extremely intriguing that Harlow turns up with Hendrix's Christmas present, which is a $500 skydiving voucher. Has she been dipping into the bank of Paul Robinson for that? A hundred percent. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, also, did you think that that was the most CJ thing ever to turn up with the, the skydiving voucher? <laughs> In what way, CJ? Oh, just like he was like, oh, I've got no money. Let's not do Christmas presents. And then she's like, I bought a $500 voucher. <laughs> yes. I felt for her in that moment. Um, I think – She's been working and I can't imagine she's earned a lot because she's like bottom rung at the hotel but and she's been doing like some shifts but it's not like she's 40 hours a week or anything. And But I imagine that she's putting away all that money and still dipping into the Paul Robinson bank for everything else. She's an 18-year-old. Why wouldn't you be? Yeah, that's what I was doing. But now Hendrix is going to have to pay back the $10,000 plus $500 to get back the voucher later so Harlow doesn't find out. He went and sold it. What a piece of shit. <laughs> for, for, for less, for four fifty. <laughs> Where's the ripoff? <laughs> Excellent marketing, I thought. He thought, I've got to sell it. He was like, I don't even know what percent off that is, but he's like, bargain sale, bargain sale, four fifty. <laughs> And vouchers, like, it's a pretty good thing to sell off because vouchers sit in my drawer for 11 months until it's, oh, crap, it's my birthday coming up. I better use all those vouchers. <laughs> I, I think there's plausible deniability in saying that, I'm sorry, this is terrifying and I'm never, ever going to do this. Yeah, although he did, he was very quick to say it was an awesome present. Yeah, but that's like when I, was, I first started dating my husband and he's like, oh, I'm going to go and do a scuba diving course. I'd love you to come and do it with me. And I was like 
Oh my god. Um, yeah, I tried snorkeling once and I was terrified, but this is my new boyfriend and I'm trying to impress him. And then, then I realized that he wasn't talking about snorkeling, he was talking about scuba diving, and I'm just like, nah, I'm gonna die. <gasps> nah, I can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> Would pay good money to see you and Phil on that adventurous date. He has skydived. Let me he's, really? he's got like I think he had like what's that thing you can get off cats as a child? Toxoplasmosis, he just filled that in for me. I think he probably got that as a kid and it just increases your daredevil factor. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Actually, I had it too because it came up in a test when I was trying to get pregnant. Yeah, that's why I teach pregnant to stay away from cats because of toxoplasmosis. Yeah, it makes you jump out of planes. It's not good when you're pregnant. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I've still been writing out on – the doctors tell you not to clean the litter tray <laughs> and I've, I've, I've had that scam going now for six years. <laughs> Me too, Kate. Me too. My partner doesn't listen to this, so I'm going to keep it going. Oh, hang on. He's correcting me now and saying it's 10 years of not cleaning the litter tray. So there you go. Your eldest is five, so that's really weird, Matt. <laughs> Yet the cat is 10. So we oh, – but what about the cliffhanger, the big cliffhanger of 2020 that we have to wait a couple of days to see the resolution of, is that Hendrix gets a little Christmas gift on his doorstep. Again, like my life, it's probably CJ dropping in another well-meaning gift. <laughs> I didn't know. But, it, no, it's not. It's a golden bullet. Yeah. What a, f- what a fancy villain Kane is. Is he Dr. No or something or is he Goldfinger? <laughs> like it's, it's a very like a 60s Bond thing to do. Over the top and very pretentious. <laughs> Yeah. I guess the next step is like finding a horse's head in your bed. Or um, a pig's head if Sheila did it. Sheila is probably one step away from pig's head this week too. <laughs> oh, poor Sheila. Actually, we're going to talk about Sheila for Patreon. The Cannings, we're going to talk about them in Patreon because they've been relegated to the sidelines. So that's what we're, we're going to deal with them there. So Hendrix, we'll, fig- we'll figure him out with his golden bullet. He should probably sell the golden bullet. That might, might be worth a bit. I actually thought Jay was overhearing Dippy talking about the necklace and I'm wondering if Jay is just going to go pawn that and give him the money. See, that's a good idea because that was kind of Pierce's. So Hendrix should just get that necklace back and go, Dippy, remember how you ruined my life? Can you give me that necklace? <laughs> Where do you stand on the whole Pippi affair, Olivia? Are you Have you drawn battle lines? Well, continuing my um, conversation, well, not really conversation, my Tweet from Sharon Johal. <laughs> um, I'm very much on Shane's side because I have an addiction, so I know very well what it's like to have an addiction. He was definitely not treated. He did not have a shoulder to cry on for this whole year. No. Well, and when he did, it was Roxy, and then he, he wasn't allowed to be friends with her anymore. Yeah, it was bullshit. And also she's very short, so he couldn't really cry on her shoulder. <laughs> she's very small. <laughs> Well, she looks up to him. (laughs) I just felt that um, Dippy was very entitled with the way that she acted. Yes, Dippy. And I think from now on, if I'm going to tweet about Dippy, I'm just going to tweet redacted just to to just keep it all out of people's search engines. (laughs) I love that because it's very legal. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure Hendrix will fall on his feet. He always does. Now, Jay, uh, meanwhile has his whole family together over at the Rebecca house. What a delight. Including little Kershey. Yes. And Clancy. Oh, yeah. Amazing. When one doggy door closes, another opens. <laughs> you know, I read a rumour online this week that 
Coil and Bossy didn't get on too well, which is why Bossy left. What? I read that too, yeah. What? I know. And he was, Bossy was a puppy when she joined the show. This is- yeah, I blame Chris Milligan in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> You're the old adult here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Kelpies have got to be like the best judge of character in the world. So, yeah. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I, f- I swear I follow Bossy on Instagram. I'm trying to find yeah, her. Yeah, me too. Yeah, she's got a very regular presence there. I think a similar thing happened with the Clancy dog because they, 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 uh, she wasn't well behaved and wasn't behaving so they had to get rid of it and that's why Clancy stopped appearing. I've heard that too and I'm sick of discrimination against cats because they always say that cats are too hard to work with and I'm like, well, the dogs aren't getting a great rep here either. Why don't they get more bloody Labradors? I mean, Bouncer worked out well for them. (laughs) Only one, apparently. (laughs) I'm just, I'm really shocked that they had to kill a dog that hadn't been on the show for years. Yeah. Yeah. That was brutal. Couldn't they just have had Kyle go back to somewhere else? Faye, you mentioned he could have just had to go to Frankston or something. Yeah, Kate. He didn't have to go to Germany to kill it. Like, how cruel. (laughs) Olivia, that spoke to you. You you had some feelings about Bossy's storyline. Yeah, um, Kyle's grief when he came back—it was just—it it made me cry. It was just so emotional. And I'm an actor, so I'm emotion is my you know uh, is my specialty. <laughs> oh, I just felt so bad for him. No, it shouldn't feel like this. You know, I've had real grief with Dad losing Bossy. It shouldn't be as big. I'm just being a wuss. You certainly are not. <sighs> Your grief for Bossy is just as real as it was for your father. And I also believed that he would grieve Bossy more than he would grieve Gazcan. That was that rang true yeah. for me. <laughs> she was in his life longer than Gary was. Yeah. So I think it's justified, Sheila. <laughs> so, but Kersha's back. It's delightful because it was it would have been really unsatisfying if we have Jay and Yashvi back and they don't take advantage of getting Kersha back. So she's flown in for Christmas, and we assume it's Christmas Day. This these festivities, and she's got like a little parent trap scheme planned to get her parents back together. And it could have been really schmaltzy, but it was really sweet the way she was playing it as well. It was adorable. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was really cute and I thought it was actually really great. You know, like, Vey, you mentioned this a lot, like have someone come in for an episode and just be like, oh, because this is real life, that Yashvi would come and see her parents on Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought yeah. that was really good. And we know that the actor has gone to do, well, gone to do Zoom school for the year, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> um, she's on a different video. <laughs> Um, but we know that she's focusing on her studies at the moment and she hasn't, you know, moved on to a different role or a different, um, you know, country or something like that. She's she's around. So it's great to make use of that. And now CJ or Kate, do you want, actually Kate, you can talk us through mm. the gift because this is this is something you've done to your own family, One, something you've inflicted on your own loved ones. Well, A, actually I'm surprised that Kersha was able to afford all of this, but I guess she's got rich mates now, much like Jay. But she bought. She's in, she's in on the blackjack racket up in Sydney school. Yeah, well, actually, my husband was saying, where do they go? Is it Croupier School or something? Is it like an offshoot of Star City Casino or something? But um, no, she bought everyone matching Christmas um, sweaters. Exactly the same. Mm. Not even, like, I don't even know how you would find. Yeah. Well, you see a lot of Christmas pyjamas that match like that. I think you just get on to, like... Um, AliExpress or something in July, order a whole bunch of them and then just hope they turn up. Before she knew she was leaving town, she did it. (laughs) Sorry, Uncle Toad. 
who wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if she had a few extras that are just sitting there <laughs> waiting. I just love that Toad's like, oh, you know, oh, he's um, yeah, he's got to Colac, so he must be. He's not far from me. I should go and like, you know, go to Angie's store or something. But yeah, that was a bit crap that. Kershi didn't get to see her little cousins who she used to like live with for a couple of years. And essentially was the child, main childcare provider yeah. for. Um, I actually, I reckon she bought a sweater for Toadie, forgot he wasn't going to be there and then realised, <laughs> oh shit, Ned's here. Okay, he can just have Toadie's. <laughs> Why was Ned in the family photos? Like seriously, mate, get up and take the photo, you lame Well, actually, in his defence he did. mm it was they avoided the awkwardness by Yashvi saying he's the artist he'll take it. He probably got everyone's bums in shot. I was questioning Mackenzie being in there as well. Like, come on, seriously. And again, Kersha seemed to think she would be visiting her dad, so maybe she was. Maybe Jay had to squeeze into like Nelly Fisher's jumper. That's why it didn't fit. <laughs> this was yeah. Did you um pick up that great joke when Ned took the camera? Someone said, "Now everyone keep their clothes on." <laughs> Sick bird. Okay, I think it might have been Dippy. Actually, I did it was miss good. It. But then also someone made a reference to, um, oh, you just want everyone to see your tattoo-less um, boyfriend's body oh, or something like that. So he's is, has he been having the laser off yeah. screen so that they don't have to apply his crappy tattoos to him anymore? I love this because he was literally and um, metaphorically scarred by Scarlet. So he wanted to remove all um, evidence of his online presence. Yeah, or of, of when he was in the Lasseter's Lakes gang. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, you know, I, I had a theory, right? You know how, like, Jay was all like, oh, I can't remember anything about primary school? And I, it suddenly struck me. I'm like, oh, Jay's in love with Mackenzie, but he doesn't want to think – he doesn't want to think about her when she was the little boy he knew. That's what I thought. <gasps> really? That is what I thought as well. I was, I was kind of happy with the, uh, with, the, with the payoff that we had this week, but I was kind of disappointed by it as well because it was like one scene and done. I was like, oh. <laughs> It was kind of an expected response. Surprise, surprise, he's not remembering things because the guy's a prick, like he was to him, like he was to Mackenzie. <laughs> and he was like fat shaming him. I'm not remembering things, Mackenzie, because he was a prick. The end. So, yeah, so Jay was bullied. Uh, someone said to me on Twitter, it wasn't so much memory loss as it was um, repressed memory and uh, uh, body confidence issues. Yes, it was. Hmm. I thought it was that he was in love with, because there's been some talk, I think on the council and different places online, that maybe Hendrix and Jay might hook up. Which is interesting. And so I thought it was the other way from what Kate was saying, that he was in love with Mackenzie, like Mackenzie was his sexual awakening, and now he's not attracted to her. Ooh. That would have been far more interesting. Mm-hmm. This feels like a whole heap of neighbours fanfic going on with <laughs> Hendrix and Jay. You know me. Any any opportunity to put um, Hendrix in a sexual scene and I'm there. How's, how's Harry and Ron going? It, it does sound like locked. people are trying to keep busy during lockdown and the fanfic fires are burning. Hendrix and Jay have a really fabulous dynamic. For, for actors that haven't worked together very long, I really believe them as scheming pals. Now, we don't really get a Dippy and Shane reunion. We do have Puffy running off down the street to check on Amy, 
who we'll get to. The other cute thing Kersha does, apart from get everyone in the matching sweaters, is she puts all their childhood photos onto ornaments and hangs them onto the tree, which is just like a type A personality level plan. Like it's amazing. Her attention to detail that she got all this printed up in Sydney, carried it with her on the plane and then decked out the tree is just very impressive. I guess it's all those school holidays she had where she didn't come home and she had nothing else to do. (laughs) Just prepare for Christmas. Did anyone else feel it was a bit weird because um, it almost felt in that scene like she was excluding Mackenzie? Oh, in the ornaments, yes. Yeah, even though it's completely realistic that she would have excluded her, she doesn't have access to her family photos, all of that kind of stuff. But it just felt like she was like, I don't know, it felt, well, it did feel like a young girl thing to blame Mackenzie for the situation. Like, you weren't here, and now that you're here, everything's bad. So, you know, I don't know. Like, when I was the living child carer for Nellie and Hugo, everything was smooth sailing. Yeah. Now it's you. Things aren't good. How do you know? You haven't been here. <laughs> but she also brings in um, the chip, the sober chip for her dad for four months of sobriety. Oh, that was nice. I love that. So we've only seen gifts from her and a gift from Harlow. Is that it this year? Oh, no. We had the gift exchange that we'll discuss on Patreon between b uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, snore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Coxie. Now. During our Patreon chat, Olivia said the magic word, which is gigantor. And gigantor became a giant brother <laughs> to a new little baby, baby boy. Freddie. Yes, Olivia, tell us about Freddie. He is um he's a Dick Cop's first child. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yay. All that she wants is baby. Maybe. And he finally got it at Christmas time. <laughs> Freddie Brennan, welcome to the world. We should specify first living child. Yes. Oh, oh come on. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'd just like to point out that much like anything else, Mark Brennan, he'll he'll surely lose interest in it before 12 months is up anyway. <laughs> How's he going to handle all that mess? He's a clean freak. He's going to disinfect the baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My house is never going to be clean again. No. <laughs> I actually think he'd be an excellent nappy changer, though. That baby would never, ever get a nappy rash. He'd be like, what's that? I can smell there's like two milligrams of poo in that nappy. It's getting changed right now. Also, he'd be like you, Kate, and whip out the the wipes at any opportunity. Just like, oh, this table looks a bit uh, grimy. Let's go. (laughs) Oh, God. You saw Mark before, child. You you went to see him after, child. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, baby wipes are the best part of motherhood. And trust me, like in COVID times, I've definitely, um, cafes, I wipe them with that. And then if it's looking particularly shit, then I wipe them with the Dettol wipes too. Recently, I've tried to, I've been reading a lot of clues in Neighbours storylining to see if there's any homages to Neighbours. And a few people, a few people thought that maybe The Sound of Music was a shout out to me because it's my favourite ever movie and then Roxy cosplayed as a nun for sexual games with Kyle online and I would like to say, okay, writing team, this is what you need to do for us. If you're listening and you want to give us a little shout, bring back Mark Brennan for a visit to the Brenden and have him go completely over the top with the baby wipes on every surface. And if we see him doing that, we'll know. (laughs) Blink twice and we'll know that's for us. I am devastated that I don't get to see Mark Brennan as the father of a newborn 
because it would be the best. It would be amazing. <laughs> Can you imagine he would he would be like he'd have the app and he'd be like, okay, so sleep schedule. Okay, all right, settling. We're going to do all of this. He would be on it. And right breast, you were left breast last feed, so we've got to change it over. Oh, yeah, he'd keep a, he'd keep a tally. Poor Paige. Imagine you just want to smack him across the head, wouldn't you? <laughs> He must be the only soap character who cannot who could not manage to seem to have a child until he was off screen. Yes. <laughs> Devastating. It's like breaking all soap tropes. <laughs> and um also Freddie was born in 45 minutes because apparently that birth canal's still been widened by Gigantor. Wow. Oh my god. And of course we hear about young Freddie Brennan because um Aaron has now taken on the mantle of all that she wants. Because all that he wants is a baby. He and the baby that has been conceived with Nicolette and David. And David is very frowny about. Poor Aaron. And he's just trying to be like switched on and positive about everything. Like this week, Nicolette made um, gingerbread cookies before going to work at a cafe, by the way. So she worked before work. And he's like, look. Nicolette made cookies. Isn't that sweet? And David was like, yeah. No, I'm going to borrow it. <laughs> it's cookies. It's Christmas week. Come on, mate. Bless her for having the energy to do anything when she's in her first trimester. So, you know, like I'm, I'm impressed that she's made them in the morning before work. Mm. Yeah, I'm impressed too, but David, not so much. Scrooge. Yeah, Scrooge. So she's doing shifts at Dippy's. Dippy's apparently really making use of her you know, free schedule and scaling her in for lots of shifts. And then she's also doing work at the foundation. I'm not sure what on because they're not funded. But whatever. <laughs> she said she was organising the donations. So that was like what, a 20-minute shift. Yeah. Why would Toadie put her in any sense of responsibility there considering she's a fraud? I believe what you would say there is beggars can't be choosers, okay? <laughs> But many beggars are, there are many choosing beggars out there, trust me. There's a whole Reddit thread forum full of them. <laughs> Is that what the thread's called? <laughs> yes, they're called choosing beggars. <laughs> yeah, the, the subreddit. <laughs> All right, yeah. that's my evening sorted. <laughs> oh, so Nicolette, of course, has Ricky Ricardo banging down her door saying, well, have you considered my offer? And oh. as CJ mentioned, she was just going to pay him back in Dutch ovens. And she said, no, I'm not taking your offer. I'm just going to pay you back one cafe shift at a time forever. I love how she just turned around and said, you know, I'm a lesbian and pregnant. And he's like, he just recoiled, he, the, the fuck bag just recoiled right away. <laughs> 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 You're not a sexual being at all. I kind of would have loved it if he'd just gone, yeah, that works for me. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> your point? I feel like they're two things that a real weirdo might, you know, because he is a weirdo. Like the fact that he took a debt and went, well, I'll, I'll go straight to sex. He is not. He's not a, I don't know, wholesome character. But you think he'd just go, oh, oh maybe I might come to Melbourne more often then. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, I can't get you pregnant. You already are. Which they confirmed when David said the baby was fine when he checked her out. Yes. Oh, yeah. It is a real pregnancy. Um, also, I was quite disheartened by the um, short amount of time it took to make sure that her um, pregnancy was still continuing. So when I had like threatened miscarriages, it was like four days of waiting whether your like hormones have changed. Well, not on the adrenaline David's running in that hospital. He's doing shifts so fast. He's refusing gingerbread cookies. He's just like, yep, through, next, next ticket. Like it's like the deli at Christmas time. Yeah. Well, he needs some self-care. 100%. 
um, self care at the um, what was it? The grief massage that Sheila was going to get for Kyle for the dog. <laughs> So that's something Nicolette might be able to provide. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? There's a job for her. Get her down at, to the Motelmas Centre. She can become a masseuse down there. It's semi-medical. Yeah. There's many allied health, you know, things that nursing would lend to. Yeah, your mum's a nurse, CJ. What what could she pivot to? Oh, my mum. You mentioned on the podcast um, the other week, my mum used to moonlight as a vet nurse on weekends. Could she? Make some extra my- money. My husband listened to the pod and corrected me as well, saying that, yeah, that nurses are far far more qualified than vet nurses. So I mean, it's that's comforting. All anatomy. That's, I'm glad about that. Well, they don't just put down patients, <laughs> nurses, at the end of the day. I mean, no no offence to vet nurses. You're all doing an awesome job. We, we can't speak yeah. to the German healthcare veterinary system. <laughs> yeah. But also she could be a medical receptionist. She could be a medical coder. There's so many things. I mean, I used to make ads for dentists. I'm sure she could do that. Now, the only other thing, and Kate, do you want to run us through the update on Amy's fashion empire at Lassiter's? Okay, well, Chloe did what she probably should have done at the start, which was to do a a quick Google of Amy Greenwood (laughs) and also her airline, which we found out was called Hawk Airline, like Bob Hawk. Yeah, I thought it was must have been named after the Prime Minister as well. Yeah, when you look at their website of the newly uh, reformed Hawk Airline, you see staff wearing the uniform that was going to be the Lassiter's uniform. Which, by the way, Harlow looked beautiful in. Yes. She really did. She needs to get, like, that outfit for general wear. The the crazy thing about this whole uniform bullshit was that, okay, so she took the ridiculous wings off the sleeves. All she really needed to do to that basic dress then was to change the slashes of colour across it. If you just change that, no one's ever going to associate it with the Hawk Airline uniform. You're right, yeah. And she could have done that in an afternoon, not spent four days on a belt. Yeah, like maybe take the grosgrain trim off the captain's jacket and stitch the hat. And, yeah, again, you wouldn't be able to link it. And all you'd have to do, Kate, is do something like, oh, actually I found out that colour's trademarked by a particular company, so we can't use it. I mean, it's purple. It's owned by Cadbury or something. Yeah. This whole situation could have been avoided if she just told Therese, Therese the, the truth. Oh, but that's, that's not the neighbour's way, really, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the good part of this storyline is that we got to see Tycho again, Tim Collins. I've, I've missed him oh, and yes. he's one of my favourite um, you know, bit characters. He came in to essentially say to Amy, nah, you're up shit creek. <laughs> I'm glad she paid four fifty an hour for that. Yeah. When Tim Collins telling you it's hopeless, you know you got your shit. Yeah. When Tim Collins tells you it's hopeless, Toadie would say, we've got a chance. <laughs> Good old Toadie. <laughs> I love how the next best lawyer is because Toadie's away is Tim Collins. Yeah, Toadie's away for two hours and Tim Collins are swamped. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so she had to admit everything to because Chloe found out she told to rage and then suddenly on Christmas Day, um, Chloe's just still working all day. Instead of spending it with her brothers, she's going around the street chatting to Amy in the hotel who's jamming with her earphones on. That's a bit weird. Um, and then she goes and sees Tarage on Christmas Day because Tarage isn't spending it with any of her grandchildren, Step or otherwise. Um, yeah, felt a bit sad. Everybody's got, like, nothing to do on Christmas Day. Um, no one's going to visit Paige and Mark. Oh, you wouldn't, though. That that would be, like, a top asshole move, wouldn't it? To, like, turn up on to someone when they'd just given birth for Christmas. Chloe would definitely barge in. I'm here with a fruit basket. I feel like, um, Chloe's, you know, she's freshly separated. 
She wants to ignore that Christmas exists. I can hear your cat, Kate. Yes, he's just sitting. He's he's like sniffing my face now. But I haven't told you what's muffling my mic at the moment. It's a hand puppet of mine when I was a child of a cockatoo. It's like a soft toy with no innards. Actually, Olivia, can you describe what what you're wearing this evening? We don't normally do that, but I feel like yours is worth describing, and we'll use it in our promotional image. I'm wearing a Christmas tree dress. I'm dressed up like a Christmas tree. For any particular reason, or just because you just had it handy. So I'm a cosplayer. I love to dress up, but uh, I bought this outfit for the my theatre Christmas party, and I went to I went to the Christmas party, and I went also dressed up on it on Christmas Day because you know it's Christmas. I love to make the joke that you can put the presents around me because we don't have a tree. Uh, <laughs> if you could cosplay as a neighbor's character, who would you choose? Probably either either Chloe or Roxy because I they they're just. They're so awesome. They've got the best wardrobes. Yeah. Actually, no, Harlow, I would be, I'm partial to Harlow's wardrobe. What about Mackenzie's, um, you know, J- Joan Crawford-esque pantsuits? <laughs> <laughs> well, so we'll wait to hear um, on the big 2020 cliffhanger of Will Lasseter's Get New Uniforms and um, before Amy gets booted up to the um, far north Queensland. Or the UK uh, finale, which was... Jay and Hendrix tidying up the cafe was the, was the UK's uh, yes. finale. <laughs> uh, yeah, Father Bananas, friend of the show um, on Twitter, tweeted, yeah, that was their big <laughs> show. <laughs> Poor guy. What a way to end 2020, cleaning up a cafe. Doesn't that sound about right? Yeah. Well, we need to go around the horn and give citizen and or citizen of 2020, not for the week, because I think we can all agree Kershaw was citizen this week, oh, yes. in my view. Yes. <laughs> hmm. oh, I, I know it straight away. I know what you're going to say straight away. Can we say it on the count of three? What I, okay. Kate, what you're going to say and what I think you're going to say. Okay. One, two, three. Mills is bum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, come on. That bum has given us bum references up the wazoo on this pod. And what a, what a delight for a 6.30 time It's why Bum Island exists. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's the raison d'etre. Bummy club. Oh, my God. What would we do without Millsy's ass? <laughs> or if you're in UK, Millsy's knob. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. They got a little bit of extra. Mm. Did they? Sauce on their pudding. Oh, they got that. Was it, was it Millsy's pubes or something? Was it? I don't know. It seemed to be. Oh yeah. dear! Yeah, <laughs> I feel ripped off. I mean, I'm not there for bum jokes, but have him turn around, and I'm I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why they're three weeks behind. There's some prude up in the executive team that's just it's like it's still having an attack of the vapors. We've <laughs> <laughs> seen too much. Shut it down. Oh, okay. Does anyone else have one? Because I haven't thought of one properly. I've got one. Oh, come on! Seriously, it's Millsy's bum. Come on. <laughs> let's let's just turn turn the oh. mics off and go home. Honourable mentions, anyone? I've got one. Mine was in the same realm. Olivia? My, my citizen was, was the island itself, Bum Island. <laughs> oh, excellent. The, New York is a character, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Old Watson, Maine. <laughs> it brought us so much joy. Yeah, the dunes where um, Toadie got conked by the, the oar. Oh, I miss it. Remember, it was pre-COVID times, right on the cusp of everything yeah. changing. Yeah. 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 And it brought us that awesome zombie cover as well. Gaz can getting harpooned. I'm just gonna I'm gonna give shitizen of twenty twenty 
because I was thinking about it today again and it annoyed me again today as I schlepped my son in his baby capsule from my car <laughs> in my mother's driveway to my mother's back door and thought, this is too far to carry a capsule. Ellie, Conway, what are you doing taking yep. an infant to a murder island? You know what got me with that, Vaya, is that she kept um, Asta in the capsule on the boat. So if the boat starts to sink then the baby will really drown. <laughs> like there's no keeping that big capsule above your head when you're in the no, water. No, not to be used as a flotation device, Ellie. All right. So just to, you know, be a, a caricature of myself, I'm going to give a citizen of 2020 to Paul Robinson. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but he never showed his bum. He didn't. Well, not this year. Who knows if he has in the past. There's there's not a lot of storylines left for him, so who knows what's next. He went and saved all those people off that island. (laughs) He did, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then then if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have any of those people anymore. And he had no business knowing what Ellie was doing for her 35th birthday. (laughs) No, exactly. How did he even know? He was taken hostage as well. Yeah. And then... Also, he had that good chat on that Men's Day episode with Pierce that finally got rid of that person. <laughs> I think that's a round of applause. Yep. Paul got rid of someone. And then a hero comes along with the strength to carry on. Sadly, it was Fierce, though, who was the bright spark of the second half of 2020. I know, I know, I know. I am so angry that Tim missed out on that because I just wanted to punch him in the face. Well, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you know you're an actor for hire. Maybe they can someone can just hire you to perform the two man play of you just punching <laughs> Pierce in the face. <laughs> I'd I'd go see it. Oh, you couldn't pay me to be in a team in a room with Tim Robards. <laughs> Well, my son, speaking of which, just woke up. So what we are going to do now is first, Olivia, well, we're going to sign off for 2020, but we need to find out where we can support you, follow you online and all that fun stuff. I'm going to mute myself while you talk about that. (laughs) Uh, Options Theatre Company, first of all. Yes. So uh, check out the Facebook page that has all our information there. Just type in Options Theatre Company. Um, we have an Instagram as well, which I found out recently. And can we follow you on Twitter? Yes, you can follow me on Twitter. My name's Olivia Sharp on Twitter. Often live tweeting about neighbours when I get whenever I get the chance. Um, which is great because I'm having a Twitter hiatus, so <laughs> people can follow Olivia for the commentary that I'm not providing. Yeah, and back her up if anyone goes after her again. <laughs> uh, Kate, I'm at Remute on Twitter, and you'll see me in the council too. And I am CJ the Hot Mess Mum on Instagram and TikTok. And Vaya is Vays on Instagram. Vays on Instagram. Baby Dr. Carl having the final word of 2020. Uh, we are all in the Neighbours Council having a great time, led by currently by our faithful mayor. Uh, actually, he can come here and um, Baby Dr. Carl can sign off. Hey, Papa. Who's your citizen of 2020? Sounds like it might be coming hot off the press. Hear that? He's saying bum. <laughs> <laughs> Toady for sending Ellie to prison. <laughs> uh, for saving that poor child of a couple of months yeah. with her mother. 
<laughs> Olivia, thanks for being our guest and for looking after um, a lot of our council business. Thank you. You've you've saved many a person's bacon and kept up the neighbours' love internationally too. Well, thank you. I, I love doing it. Maybe next year we can have Olivia for a Logie. Well, we are also going to look out for Olivia on, on ABC TV, so we'll share the link of the kids' show she's involved in. And um, Happy New Year, everyone, and thanks for supporting Neighbours and CJ and Kate flying the flag through tumultuous times. And um, we will chat in a hot minute in 2021. Bye. See you, girls. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, everyone. Down. When I go on the little bottom bottoms up, makes me look like I got a bad bad down.